the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along today. It's a Thursday edition. This is a super quick week. I'm sure the holiday had something to do with it, but happy that you're here nonetheless. Kath, good to see you. I was happy for you, John. <laughs> do you know why? <laughs> uh, here it comes. I was happy for you yeah. that you went to the Pirate Game mm. on Tuesday night and yes. not Wednesday night. Uh, you have uh, 100% on that. I mean, because I was psyched up to watch last night's game. I watched the entire game. No, you didn't watch the whole game. I had to. I did. I watched the entire game. I was listening to somebody. Oh, for uh, and they were saying. Now, for what? those of you that don't follow the Pirates, they did lose 16 to nothing. Uh, uh, the Yankees hit six home runs and two grand slams. <laughs> And the first time in Major League history that two guys named Aaron hit grand slams on the same game. Well, that's a dumb stat. So weird. Is it? Well, it's just that's MLB. They stat everything. They do. That was a painful. I mean, even when it was five nothing, I was like, you know, here's me. You know, we can still win this thing. Well, sure. <laughs> we can still win this thing. So I, uh, my my uh, internet TV went out. Oh. And maybe the. Third inning, okay. fourth inning, you, and I was all upset about well, it. You Little did I know it was the grace of God. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, it's just the kind. You could have pulled your radio out. Exactly. Except right? that I wanted to watch something that I'm going to talk right. about on tomorrow's show. And then, of course, you know, we run out of pitchers as we've done several times this year. I know. So then, the second baseman is our pitcher. I mean, he gave up eight hits, several runs. <laughs> it's like a debacle. It's so embarrassing. We really that first game was like. Oh, we're, I know. we're not so bad. Yeah. We're pretty, you know. Yes. And then we, we, the we embarrass ourselves in, in such Here's a horrific the thing, way. Though. It counts the same. It does, but still. I mean, this, we, we've had three that I can think of, maybe four, like catastrophic losses. Mm. But they still only count as one no, loss. It's been more than that. No, I mean, like really huge ones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was like a 22 nothing one. There mm -hmm. was, I mean, there were, I think there were, th well, maybe there were yeah, more there than were, three. Yeah. But, you know, of course, it still counts the same. Yeah, but I mean, the, so so the so the win against the Yankees, you know, counts as much as the loss against the sure, Yankees. Sure, but you know, you tell someone like who's in a prize fight and they get pummeled and they're lying on the mat, you know, bloodied and bruised. Well, it still counts the same. You lost, right? But it's the right. psychic. When pain. I turned it on in the top of the ninth, mm. when that guy, that <laughs> second baseman, was out there on the mound, he looked like he would have rather been working at Walmart. Yeah. Seriously, he was of like, course. get me out of here. Well, how about the guy? Okay, so. And I was looking, I was like, who is that? The first Grand Slam was a guy who, when the series started, yeah. was playing for the Yankees. And then yesterday was traded, today, was traded to the Pirates. He comes on, hits a batter, walks two other guys, loads the bases, and then gives up a Grand Slam to Aaron Judge, who, who basically was a Yankee. Who. 
<laughs> just gave the game away. I mean, it's just crazy. Anyway, that's baseball. But thank you. Thank you for your for pain. <sighs> Suffering. Anyway. All right. Let's, uh, it's a, a heavy news day, as always. So without further ado, Kath, please give us the top four at four. For Thursday, July 7th, 2022, mm-hmm. I have four things for you, John. Oh, a bonus one? No, just four. Okay. Number one. The heads of the FBI and Britain's Domestic Security Service issued warnings to business leaders about the threats posed by Chinese espionage, especially spying aimed at stealing Western technology companies' intellectual property. This was so interesting to me because this was a rare joint appearance at the headquarters of MI5. Oh. Christopher Ray, director of the FBI, and Kent McCallum, director general of MI5, got up together. It's the first time that's ever happened. Yes. That's how important this is. And they urged executives not to underestimate the scale and sophistication of Beijing's campaign. What? Quote, the Chinese government is set on stealing your technology, whatever it is that makes your industry tick, and using it to undercut your business and dominate your market. China uses state-sponsored hacking, apparently. We all know this on a massive scale, along with a global network of intelligence operatives in its quest to gain access to technology. Um, Mr. McCallum said this, Today is the first time the heads of the FBI and MI5 have shared a public platform, and we are doing it so that we can send the clearest signal we possibly can on our massive shared challenge, which is China. Bring it. Let's go. Time we woke up. Number two. A fundraiser set up to help two-year-old Aiden McCarthy, whose parents were both killed in Monday's mass shooting during a July 4th parade in Highland Park, Illinois, has raised $2.6 million. The fundraising effort was started with permission of the toddler's family. The toddler was not injured in the shooting. But the toddler's mom and dad, Kevin McCarthy, and his wife, Irina, were among those killed during the shooting. Aiden was separated from his parents during all the chaos. And Dana and Greg Ring told CBS Chicago they found the child with a stranger who was in shock. They took the boy and looked after him until a Highland Park police detective picked him up and reunited him with his grandparents at a hospital. Aiden McCarthy survived because his father shielded him with his body. There is a second child who was not at the parade. Also orphan. Irina McCarthy, the mom who uh, was killed in the shooting, was born in Russia and immigrated with her family to the Chicago area. Hmm. That's from CBS News. Number three, uh, because it's Thursday, John, and a special one at that, Yeah, I have two weird animal stories for you. <laughs> the first one coming in at number three here today. Holy smokes. Officials in Florida, John, again, battling a highly invasive, extraordinarily destructive giant snail. Mm. That also happens to be capable of spreading parasitic worms that invade human brains. Mm. (laughs) What do you think? Mm. Huh? The giant African land snail can grow up to eight inches long. Seriously, it's like as long as your hand Mm. and grosser Mm. than you can imagine. Parasitic worms? And it feasts on over 500 plant species. Okay? It prolifically spawns, and it puts out several thousand eggs in its multi-year lifespan. It's a nightmare. This is horrible. Okay, they're just short of Tam- just north of Tampa, mm. and here's so they set up a quarantine zone around this property. Okay, because they are such a grave threat to agriculture, natural ve- vegetation, everything, and they transmit rat, lungworm, 
Okay, this is what we're talking about. What? It can invade the human central nervous system and cause a type of meningitis. Stop with this story, please. <laughs> you I'm going to need that? a hoagie here in a oh little bit. Oh my gosh, I have more to tell you about that. Perhaps uh, I'll bring it up later in the program. And number four, yeah. Bob, a confused pigeon, has turned up thousands of miles away in the U.S. after getting lost, racing back to Tinside. Bob set off from Guernsey in the Channel Islands in the U.K. three weeks ago on the 400-mile route to Gateshead, which was only supposed to take him 10 hours. But instead of heading there, the four-year-old was found in Alabama. Mm. Bob. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone who lives in Alabama saw this this pigeon down there and said, what is going on? He looks ill. Anyway, um, they took the uh pigeon to an animal shelter in Monroeville, Alabama, where he was reunited via Zoom with his owner, Alan Todd, in the UK, who says he believes Bob took a wrong turn on the ship where he uh, crossed the Atlantic. Despite being underweight, he looks pretty good, um, and he will be returning to his family soon. Mm. That's your top four. Very nice. I thought you were going to say the bad news was he was eaten by a parasitic snail. Which would have just he been could the be top if he would have ended up in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> what, are, they, are they coming soon to See, the Northeast? Okay, these snails are disgusting. The, the, okay. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think Listen, that's a signal to some, end the story. Some young teenager apparently brought the snails. They thought it was interesting. They saw them in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And they said, I wish I should take one of these home. Yeah. And that's what started the infestation How long ago in was that? Florida. That was I in mean, 1975. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm sorry. It was in the 1960s. The, Florida thought they eradicated the snail for the first time in 1975. Mm-hmm. Then last year, I remember Florida made a big public announcement. They were so excited that they had finally conquered mm-hmm. this nasty snail. And then today they had to come out and say, you know what? It's the stinking thing is back. And nothing, nothing. Yeah, thank you. There's <laughs> nothing could uh, solve that problem. Sort of a flamethrower or something like that. Uh, no, but that seriously, if they find one of these things in your yard, you have to leave your house. Mm. Like they're yeah, so they're that serious about getting mm. these out. I'm going to pull up a photograph no, thanks, during really. the uh, pass. during the uh, commercial break, and I'm going to show it to John Hall Very and nice. see his reaction. I mean, few things gross you out, but that's a pretty much a gross. Story. Nobody cares about Bob the pigeon who no, went the wrong no, way. Really, the snail, the parasitic brain thing. Right. I mean, that's enough. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, Bill Glaze is with us. Pastor Glaze from Bethany Baptist Church. What are you going to ask him about the snail? About the, maybe he's not maybe he's Are you pro snail? Anti snail? Can't be pre. Everybody has to be anti snail. I hope so. Well, it's Florida, so you never know, right? It'll be at Disney World next. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New new music. Things that I'm afraid of. New music from Josh Wilson. New creation from Matt Powell. And I've got joy from Cece Winans. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving 
thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. It's a very common fear to have a fear of the dentist. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. I feel particularly drawn to making sure that all patients are at ease. That extra gentle touch, the extra nudge to tell them it's okay, we'll get through this together. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello, anyone? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard. Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees like Eden Christian Academy in the North Hills. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. There's the world's economy, and there's God's economy. I'm asking him. Bill Glaze is with us from Bethany Baptist Church. Bill, you did not sign up for yeah, this, listen, but Bill, here it have, is. Have you heard about the giant African land snail? No, no, I haven't. That's hard to believe. This is us, apparently one of the most invasive pests on the planet, Bill Glaze, can grow up to eight oh, inches long. Bill's not good. And it's a, it's a real problem in the state of Florida. They're known to transmit, are you ready for this? Rat lungworm parasites, which only oh, land wow. in your brain. Come on now, Kath. Okay, this is a family oh, show wow. here. It's also dinner time. I'm asking Bob. Bob's a well-read <laughs> person. I thought maybe he had something, some inside scoop on the land snail. Bill. No, no not, not this one, uh... Uh, that one got Bobby. Thank okay. you, goodness. Aren't no. you glad that you were on the show today so you could hear this, Bob, and be a part of the conversation? What I say, Bob? Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, Bill. I'm glad to be updated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't sound glad. You heard it here first, Bill. What the heck? <laughs> hey, Bill. Okay, so God's economy. I mean, uh, I guess it's fair to say that everything's God's economy, isn't it? Well, uh, I, I would beg to differ on that because I think there's the world economy. And, and the world runs on a set of principles, but when you operate in God's economy, that there is a unseen uh, economy that that we as believers tap into. You know, I, I look at, for instance, the world's economy. Inflation grew at its fastest clip in almost 40 years. Over the past two and a half years, the medium income fell three percent while the cost of living rose 7%. Wow. Amer- Americans are spending $276 per month 
more than they did a year ago. And gas prices are up 48% since last year. And in the last month, I know it's dropped a little bit, but at one point it, in the last month, it was up 4%. Yeah. So when you look at that, you know, and you see, I, you know, I saw a retired school teacher that had to go back to work. Mm. I saw a man that had a good paying job who was at a food bank. And, and you know, when you look at that, uh, you know, uh, the Bible says God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. You know, it says that I've been young and I've been old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor seen begging bread. And then in Matthew 6, Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added into you. So, you know, no matter what economy the world is operating on, that if we are, you know, trusting God and we are operating in his economy, he's going to see that we have needs, uh, our needs are met. Uh, a perfect example in the Bible, if you remember uh, when Joseph was in prison, uh, that one of the reasons that he got released was to interpret Pharaoh's dream. Uh, he had the dream of the seven uh, fat cows that were eaten by the seven skinny cows and the seven healthy grains of corn that were eaten by the seven withered grains of corn. And, and the bottom line was is that there would be seven years of plenty in the land of Egypt, and then there would be seven years of uh, famine. And, uh, and, and the, the Scripture says that, uh, and the seven years of famine began to come, just as Joseph said, and there was a famine in all the land, but in the land of Egypt there was bread. So in, in all the land there was a famine, but in the land of Egypt there was bread. And, and, and we see that Joseph tells Pharaoh over and over again that God is going to do this, that God is going to make this happen, that God is in control. And so, you know, when you look at that, you know, the rest of the world's economy was operating on a famine. But in Egypt, there was bread because, you know, that was, you know, it was operating according to God's principles. So, you know, I, I think there's a, 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 a distinct difference between the world's economy, which, you know, if, if we look at things today, you know, it's pretty much in a mess, especially here in the United States when you, when you think about, uh, you know, just where things are at. Uh, you know, and when we tap into God's economy, you know, God is going to make sure that, that you know, we uh, are taken care of. You know, I, I remember a quote by Hudson Taylor, who was a, a missionary to China, and he was writing a letter to his wife on uh, one occasion when they were having a financial uh, hardship. And I remember uh, what he said. He said that, you know, all we have is 25 cents in all the promises of God. <laughs> and, I, you know, that, you know that, that just blew me away, mm -hmm. you know, to, to think about, you know, all he has is 25 cents, you know, to, to serve the Lord, to minister, but all the promises of God. And so God's resources are unlimited. And if, if we are lining up with God, you know, you know, we might not, you know, have the greatest riches in the world. You know, we might not have drive around in the big cars and live in the big fancy houses, sure. but God will take care of us, you know. And, you know, let me just give you this uh, testimony, and I'm sure that we're not the only uh, church that this happened to. But during the pandemic, when we weren't even meeting, we weren't even coming together, you know, our offerings increased and we didn't we didn't miss anything that, you know, God uh, blessed the people of God and they were faithful during that time. And so, you know, in a, in a time when the pandemic, we saw churches closing down, you know, uh, I, we, we look at, you know, God has sustained us through all that. And in, at some point, you know, we were receiving more than what we would normally receive. Bill Glaze is with us, Bethany Baptist Church in the Homewood part of town. Um, Bill, what does it mean if if our economy and God's economy are different, which makes sense? Um, 
what does that mean our role should be? Um, do we well, do we need to bring one to bear on the other? Well, I, I think that, uh, you know, because the world has this, this set of standards, and I, I think that, you know, when you look at uh, – even look at the, 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 the way we give, right? You know, I, I have the three S's, the, the sinner, the saint, and the steward. You know, when you look at the sinner, the sinner says what? Everything that I have belongs to me. You know, it all belongs to me. The saint, you know, he might be a little more spiritual. He'll say that 10% belongs to me. But if we're in God's economy as stewards, you know, what do we say? It all belongs to God, and God has called me to be a manager. And so, you know, when I when I look at things from that perspective, you know, and I realize that I'm just a manager. And I, I know that that's a hard concept to grasp. But, you know, the Bible says that we are stewards, that, you know, that, you know the Bible says, uh, Psalm 24, 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they who dwell therein. In Psalm 50, it says that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And I like what he says a couple of verses after that. He said, if I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you. You know, so, you know, God, he owns it all, you know, regardless of whether we want to acknowledge it or not. He does own it all. And, and the minute that I realize that I'm just a steward uh, of what God has given me, then, you know, I'm operating fully in God's economy because he's going to see, you know, what I have. You know, I, I remember one time I, when I was in seminary and I was training to be a pastor, you know, to go out and preach God's word. And I got to notice that they were getting ready to shut off our electricity. And so I called, at the time, I just had one child, and I, I called my wife and my daughter together. She was about five years old. And I said, uh, if they turn off the electricity, you know, we're not going to have any warm food. If they turn off the electricity, we're not going to have, uh, we're going to have to put extra blankets on to keep warm. And then I said something that I really believe got my daughter. I said, uh, if they turn off the electricity, you're not going to be able to watch cartoons. And so, you know, we, uh, you know, we went to the Lord and we prayed. And uh, John and Kathy, I tell you, it, it couldn't have been more than a half hour. Somebody knocked at the door and they gave us the exact amount that we needed for to pay our electric bill. And so, yeah, that's what I'm wow. saying. You, you tap into, you know, God's economy. And, you know, those are things that, you know, that the world can't, you know, tap into. You know, but when we, as a child of God, when we realize that we are stewards, that God owns everything, that we're managing it for him, that he's going to see to it that we have, you know, what we need. I'm into that. Bill Glaze is with us. But, uh, Pastor, I, I love all this, and I certainly believe all that. But at the same time, you know, that, that idea of we just have a quarter uh, makes me anxious as all get out. I mean, the last thing we want to do, right? And we're spoiled here. I mean, I'm spoiled. And here we are in the United right. States, and, you know, we, we've got the car, and we've got the house, and we've got the job, and the refrigerator, and the stove, and all those things. And then I think, you know, well, look, look at people in, in Ukraine, all the refugees, and all those homes that are ruined, all the lives that are just in turmoil. I mean, I don't want to experience that. But, of course, if God calls me, me to experience that, I have no choice but to do that. At the same time, I want to keep that far, far in the rearview mirror. Right, right. Yeah, you know, we, we don't want to uh, – we, we shudder at the thought of not having a home to go to at night or, you know, being disenfranchised from mm -hmm. the, the city that we grew up in. So, yeah, I mean, that you know, we don't – you know, we don't want to allow that to become a part of our experience. No. Uh, but, you know uh, – and again, it goes back to that whole idea of trusting God. You know, if that's where mm -hmm. God has me at that time. Now, yeah. I know that, you know, there's evil people in the world that do evil things. And that as a result of that, you know, we, we experience things that are, are devastating. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you know, the Apostle Paul, you know, shipwrecked in the, in the, in the Mediterranean Sea, floating on a piece of wood. 
was more in the center of God's will than he was, you know, when he was on land making mm-hmm. tents. So, it, it, you know, it's you know, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow, but. You know, uh, you know, you got to take it all together. Yeah, Bill, I, I think of you often. I'll drive down Penn Avenue, and they're, you know, driving down Penn Avenue from, um, you know, the East End into, you know, past Bakery Square and whatnot. And I remember, you know, maybe a year or so ago, you, you told us, "Oh yeah, well, you know, uh, we can go through the back doors of Homewood and uh, do a chicken takeout, you know, with wings." Right. And, and you know, right. and, and and I love that, and believe me, I would love to do that. And he did offer that to us. Yes, but that's that's in some ways that's really interesting to me because that's a secret economy, isn't it? Mm, I mean, that's an economy yeah, that yeah. that's kind of underground, which I also love, and right. I know a lot of people exist that way. Right, right, yeah, yeah. There definitely is an underground economy too. You know, so you guys, you know, I'm sure there's we could probably uh, discover more economies. You know, but mm. we know there's the world's economy, God's economy. Then there's an underground economy too. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's something to be a part of that one too. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah, always good to talk to you, Bill. Um, tell us what's happening at Bethany Baptist. Well, I know I, I kind of got gave you guys an update the last time, but uh, and Kathy, you you worshipped with us, you know, over the uh, pandemic, and we were in our multi-purpose room. Yeah, but yeah, we we, we have a brand new sanctuary. Nice. That we that we are getting ready to enter into probably within the next month or so. Great, and uh, you know, there, there's just a, a great deal of excitement. And uh, yeah, I know you guys have a lot going on, but I'm, I'm going to send you an invitation to the uh, ribbon cutting. Oh, listen, I'll be there, Bill. No question. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to make sure you get an invitation, and uh, and you can see how God has blessed us even in the midst of you know all that's going on Fabulous. that He has sustained us. Wow, I can't wait for that. Amen. Amen. Pastor Bill Glaze, Bethany, Bethany Baptist, Baptist Church. Church. You got if you've never mm-hmm. been there, you've got to try this church. It is such a terrific community of people, the friendliest, warmest people, led by a pretty good guy. Bill. Excellent guy. Bill Glaze. Plus great music. Bethany Baptist. We got more ahead. Stick around, it's just getting underway. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Remember the starter home? Young marrieds or singles just starting out in life, buying that first house. We did it. I bet you did, too. Wasn't that a glorious feeling? It sure beats renting. Sadly, starter homes have basically vanished because, as we all know, housing prices have gone through the roof. The good news in all this? Cash out refinance. Now, if you bought a starter home or any home within the past decade, you're sitting on a gold mine. Reinvest in your home. Cash out the equity in your home and do something awesome. Get rid of your debt. Cash out refinancing makes sense because United Faith Mortgage is the preferred lender here at Word FM. Their commitment to us is because they are us. Faith and family is who they are, and that's a big deal. Plus, United Faith Mortgage has the direct lender advantage, and that's big. Plus, they'll pay $500 of your appraisal fee on your refinance. Refinance today. United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender License number 22672. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. And now, this blowout sale of the year will not last, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. My Slippers are designed to wear indoors and out all day long. So, so they're super comfy, made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue for your feet. 
Made also with quality leather suede, these are my pillow slippers at their best. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use promo code WORD. Now, the offer is not going to last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com. 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD. Need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. And right now, save 45% off any order. Just use code RADIO at checkout. Blindster.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Lung cancer kills more people than breast, colon, and prostate cancers combined. And 80% of those diagnosed with lung cancer never smoked or quit decades ago. If you or someone you know has lung cancer, the Bonnie J. Adario Lung Cancer Foundation can help. Text the word LUNGS to 505. 555 to help lung cancer patients and to fund the research needed to find a cure for the world's deadliest cancer. Go to lungcancerfoundation.org for more information. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 62. More clouds than sun tomorrow. Tomorrow's high in 84. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy with a passing shower or two. Low 66. Saturday, clouds giving way to sunshine will reach a high Saturday of 80. Sunday, mostly sunny and less humid. A nice end of the weekend will reach a high Sunday of 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Well, it's no secret that walking, a daily walk, is very good for your health. Now, I, I used to do this all the time when I had a dog, sure. but now my dog's gone, so I, I really sort of... Lost your impetus. I have, and I know that I, my health is going to suffer because of that, mm-hmm. so I need to go back out there on the streets. So I, I see this article today, Six Ways to Level Up Your Daily Walk, and I'm thinking... Oh, so we're going to make it a little harder. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it more of a workout. Yeah. Less, little, of a, less of a stroll. A little more interesting, yeah. yeah. When you walk with a dog, it is pretty much a stroll. Well, especially your Gus. Because he had little tiny legs. Very short legs. Okay, so... The, there's some things you can do here, which I did not know. Have you ever heard of something called Nordic walking? No. Nordic walking, of course, was originally, as the name would uh, you know, suppose, was developed in Finland as a way to train cross-country skiers. So you can um, uh, have these poles. Okay, here's the thing. The specially designed poles. Okay, so, the- okay so off the bat, we know that our, your neighbors are mocking you. <laughs> Yeah, you're looking a little goofy. Specially designed poles with rubber tips to grab the pavement and help to engage the arms and core muscles, turning a simple walk. Okay, I would pay money. (laughs) Gary's giving me the loser symbol there. (laughs) To engage the arms and core muscles, turning a simple walk (laughs) into a a ridiculous full body workout. It's a full body workout. Yeah, it is a. Trekkers who can stomach the goofiness, now they do admit to that, of city walking with sticks will see an average <laughs> 22% increase in calorie expenditures oh, okay. nice. on a walk. That would be a lot to take. Boy, there's gear. I mean, if I ever do this, I, well, I'll make sure I'll send you a photo. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Listen, the Nordic If you walk. ever do that, I'm bringing a film crew. <laughs> Have a little fun, they say, that play is critical on your walk, right? Uh, the way we frame modern exercise is pretty much, you know, th- the idea of being the goofball that's hardcore. Right. Um, you can bring, um, you know, 
climb a tree for a go on uh, for a full hike. Uh, you know, go. I'm gonna. Oh, you're gonna walk for a while and then you're gonna climb a tree. Exactly. Okay. Have some, <laughs> can you imagine climbing a tree? I haven't climbed a tree in a long time. Me too. I used to climb trees all the time. Yeah. I'm afraid I'd fall. And break yeah, I my bet head. that would be hard. Bring the props. They're suggesting you get a backpack. Load the backpack with extra weight. Wait. Yeah, I have done that. Oh. Uh-huh. I have done that. I did that la- during COVID. Mm-hmm. I did that. I'd put a backpack on and put stuff in it. Yeah. It, it makes you hate yourself, I'll be honest with you. Because <laughs> like, you're a third of the way in and you think, well, this was a terrible idea. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. So there's three ideas. Having some fun by climbing a tree, <laughs> using the poles, or putting a heavy backpack okay, on. Okay. The backpack is okay. certainly the least obtrusive. Mm-hmm. Multitask like a pro, they're saying. One of the trickiest parts of commitment to a daily walking routine is fitting this into your schedule. Okay. So uh, you can pick up your kids from the school park six blocks away. Uh, you you know, all walk. R- do your errands. While you're walking? Well, you know, I'm going to walk to the, you know, to the to grocery the store. Oh. Like, could you imagine that? Dragging your bags. Right. Back. Right. There's a news report that Kathy Evans has hit on her way up the hill to Ross Park. Right. Crank up the tunes. Okay. So they're saying. A lot saying, of people do that. How about all the people in my neighborhood who power walk while they're having conversations mm. on the phone? Oh, no. But when they walk by, does yeah. that annoy you? Uh, does that annoy you when you when people walk by? Well, maybe people don't walk by your house because you, <laughs> they'd have to be probably, yelling. Do people walk by your house? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, they, and, and they're talking at loud volume. It just it seems silly. I'm okay. sorry. Go ahead. Embrace the fartlek. What is that? Swedish for speed play. Fartlek works workouts use a type of uh, interval training that involves a series of high intensity bursts mm-hmm. with recovery periods between them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I do that. Every, I mean, that yeah. Woo-hoo. So basically, you just have you have to walk really, really hard for sixty, forty, or twenty. I guess, and then take a break, and then do it again. That's good. Bottom line is get out there and walk. Yeah. Okay? But if you're thinking about a Christmas gift for me, you might want to get me the Nordic poles. Just thinking, okay? <laughs> or a stick. Just a stick from the backyard right. would be fine as well. I'll get the real estate listings for your wife. All right, thank She's you. She's going to want to live somewhere else. Father Jason Sharon, the necessity of friendship. That's next on the ride home. WORD. Plan now to join Word FM Tuesday, August 16th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress for another fabulous dinner cruise. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers as you enjoy a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The Ride Home's John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night, sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. Don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses and nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Text RON to 99799 and I'll send you my free training. I promise I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text RON to 99799 and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's RON to 99799. Again, text RON to 99799. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. 
I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. MTS stands for Master of Theological Studies, and it's a two-year degree for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an MTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. We have three areas of concentration, biblical counseling, biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get your Master of Theological Studies degree entirely online at rpts.edu. RPTS, study under pastors. Okay, so during the pandemic era, a lot of friendships fell apart. They did, right? They for weird reasons, isolation, uh, politics, politics, isolation, masking things, isolation. People stopped going to church, isolation. I mean, how important? mental health issues? Yeah, relate. You know, family issues, fear of COVID. People just stuck at home, and I'm not going out. I'm not going to go see anybody. Families didn't gather. Friendships just disappeared. <clears throat> How important are friendships to you? Very. Yeah, very important. Jason Sharon is with us. Jason's been a regular guest on our show. He's the uh, priest at Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, PA. Hey, Jace, how you doing? Doing very well. How are you guys doing? We're good. Jace, um, talk about friendship. Um, what was that like during COVID for you, and how, is it different now? Uh, well, I tell you, my friendships are fewer now, but they're better. Ah, <laughs> so interesting. We have, we, have, we have many things to thank, uh, uh, you know, the pandemic for. But just as you uh, you uh, alluded to in your uh, your your segue there, um, you know, it, it really was an opportunity to uh, sift uh, those friendships. Uh, from uh, friendships of utility or convenience uh, to uh, see those friendships which were really based on on uh, what we tra- call true you know true Christian friendship yes um, so it was a difficult time but uh, you know in, in hindsight I'm, I'm grateful for it very good I, I like that I like what you're using you're sifting through your friendships right in some ways weeding out you know those sort of uh, cursory friendships and focusing on the ones that are really important to you Jace I, I think for a lot of people and I think probably especially for men this is obviously well documented men have fewer relationships now than ever fewer real friendships and I think th- that's a problem and I I, you know, the old days of guys gathering together, you know, at the Rotary or the Eagles Club or, you know, in, in the church as an usher or whatnot. Those days for a lot of guys are gone. And most guys are, are pretty much lone wolves, aren't they? They certainly are. And, uh, 
you know, the, 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 the pandemic really, um, you know, uh, emphasized that it accelerated it, um, with the isolation, but also living in a digital age, you know, where people just, uh, you know, they, they sit on their phone at home and, uh, they, they live on, on games or whatnot that were mediated, uh, relationships through text messages and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's, it's a critical, critical, uh, period in, in our civilization. Is there a, biblical sense of of um friendships a narrative in the bible of what it is to be a good friend to engage in friendship um well there, there are examples in in the scriptures obviously about friendship you think of david and jonathan um and you think of our blessed lord's uh example you know i, know I no longer call you servants i call you friends um and then we also think of his you know his teaching in luke 6 that if you love those who love you what credit is that to you uh, so there are references to it, um, but in terms of uh, like a kind of a, uh, a wider understanding of friendship, we, we've got to take a step back and look at, you know, the, uh, the Greek world, you know, because the scriptures were given to us from a Hebrew and a Greek uh, worldview, and uh, that the Aristotle spoke of, uh, you know, three types of friendships, you know, um, he spoke about, you know, friendships that are based on utility, for example, you know, I'm friends with so-and-so because he owns a swimming pool, and uh, after school, I can go swimming with him. So it's a friendship based on utility. Um, uh, you know, there are friendships based on pleasure. You know, we, we have similar interests together, and he's fun to be around. Uh, but then the, the deeper friendship that the Greeks spoke about, Aristotle spe- specifically, was uh, the third type is authentic friendship. And that's just um, when you will the good of the other. It's complete. It's like you are you found another version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, along comes the, the Christian faith, and it perfects that. And so uh, to answer your question, the difference between, you know, a pagan and Christian friendship is that Christian charity desires that friends possess eternal spiritual goods, whereas, you know, a horizontal non-Christian friendship, I want you to have a nice house. I want you to be happy. I want you to have a good family. And those are wonderful things. But a Christian understanding of friendship, it doesn't uh, replace that. It refines it. It elevates it. And it says, I not only desire for you to have goods, but I desire that you have the ultimate goods, which are eternal, spiritual, and they're from our Father. Hmm. Jace, what about people who um, tend to have all their relationships with other believers, which I understand because there's a lot of commonality there. Um, But, you know, there's, uh, well, talk about your experience or the experience you've seen with those that you love, Um, strong friendships, uh, believer and people who have yet to believe. Well, again, I think it comes right back to Luke 6. You know, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? It's so easy. And I fall into this category myself as a priest. Um, you know, I, I associate with people who typically go to church all the time, right? Mm, sure. And, but, but what credit is that to me or to any other Christian if we keep associating and having these friendships with, with people who are in that same uh, group? Um, it is, it's really, I think, um, detrimental to, you know, to the salvation of others. And so you, you, we really need to make a conscious effort to get out of our, our comfort zone and, uh, uh, you know, join a join a chess club or join a um, you know a card club. Um, do something where you know your your circle of friends is going to expand, your acquaintances is going to expand, and in expanding it, you're going to meet people who are not 
um, of your ideological tribe. And in that, you know, we, we, we really begin to imitate our Lord, who, being God, uh, dwelt among mortals, you know, <laughs> quite out of his, his, uh, his, his comfort circle. You know, he, he dwells among sinners and uh, walked among, you know, uh, prostitutes and tax collectors and was called uh, uh, an alcoholic and, uh, and a glutton. Hmm. I mean, Jason, you know this, right? I mean, friendships are a very, I would say, a, a fragile thing in some way, right? Um, someone, you know, can be your friend for a long time, and then, like you said, you know, you, you grow apart, um, you know, maybe sometimes, not, oftentimes, not even intentionally. It's just distance and, you know, th- that whole thing. You don't check in like you used to, and some friendships, you know, sort of die on the vine. Other friendships, you know, um, they're seasonal, uh, you know, for a job or something like that. Some friendships, as you you know, we've talked about here, you know, are based upon your involvement in your church life or your, you know, fraternal life and things. But, you know, it's those rare friendships. I mean, I think some people, most people, I would say, count those friendships. They go, "Uh, this guy's been my friend since, we, you know, we sat across from each other in elementary school. Or, you know, Kath has a group of friends who've known each other since high school. And and those things where people have been with you on the long journey and they see the sweep of you, the good and the bad, those are the jewels of friendships, the, the most valuable things. And those, of course, are the things that you want to keep very clear to you, you know, dear to you. So I, I wonder, you know, what that is. How do you keep those friendships ongoing, even though time, distance, and everything else has changed in your life, but the friends are always there regardless? Well, I, I think the answer is in maintaining the long view. You know, the person who uh, is is willing to um, uh, keep at the front of their heart and mind, you know, your long-term good uh, is, is going to be uh, a true friend. Um, and uh those people in the short term are going to offend uh, their friends, mm-hmm. but when when their friends come to see that you know you were right, that you you stood on principle, what's going to happen? I think is in the long term that friendship is going to be deeper than it ever could have been before, um, and I think we have a kind of a different a differentiation to make between you know uh, quantity and quality mm. like we have these long-term associations with people we've known since third grade but it, it's just been a repetition of quantity of time you know we we do these things every few years we get together but uh you want it to switch gears and to go to the point of quality where i'm not just repeating the activities we've done for the past few decades but it gets to that point where qualitatively it differentiates because I get to open my heart to you and you can open your heart to me. And in doing that, you're going to see that I want what's ultimately good for you. So it, 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 it requires a long view uh, um, understanding of, of, uh, of each other. Fabulous. We're talking with Jason Sharon. He joins us from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, PA. Jace, before you leave us, you know, uh, you, you took a trip to Ukraine at the very beginning of the war. And uh, I know that you're in regular contact with uh, family and other people that are on the ground in Ukraine. Can you give us an update of uh, what your relationship's like and uh, the, the hardships that are being endured for those that you know and love in Ukraine? Yeah, it's a very difficult time. The, uh, the news cycle here moves on, but their pain doesn't. And uh, if your listeners could uh, keep Ukraine uh, at the top of their prayer list, uh, the people in Ukraine would be most grateful. 
also to, you know, uh, call your elected representatives and let them know this is an important issue. Um, so prayer and call your elected representatives. Thank you, Jason. Last question for you, Jace. Uh, talk about the kids that you, um, from the orphanage that you met when you were there. Uh, you settled them in Lithuania? Yep. They went to Lithuania, and I we really haven't, uh, you know, stayed too much in touch since then. I've been... Uh, I just went back a month ago and I visited three different orphanages. And so I've been uh, staying in touch with uh, with them. The ones we rescued at the end of February, beginning of March, they're safe. They're in good hands. Um, but my concern now is those those orphans and the orphanages uh, in Ukraine, uh, and they're, they're they're they don't have that same you know degree of safety. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I I've been you know focusing on that. Well, Jason, uh, God bless you for the nature and quality of your work, for caring those people who are under the greatest uh, duress of circumstances. We certainly are praying for them and uh, pray that the uh, peace will come soon to all the world. If any of your listeners would be interested, John and Kathy, there's the Orphans Care Fund, a dollar bank that uh, we're using to help uh, these orphanages in Ukraine. Uh, and it's called the Orphans Care Fund, uh, dollar bank. And uh, that's how we're we're hopefully going to be able to bring some of them over for a few months here just to give them respite. Fabulous. Jason, thank you so much. Orphans Care Fund, the dollar bank, is the place to go. Jason Chiron, he's talking about the necessity of friendship. Father Jason Chiron, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Take a quick break. Happy anniversary next to the uh, Jimmy Carter family. The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing It Right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction, doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing It Right will ensure that all work is installed to the industry's highest standards, then back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum contractor, as well as a VSI certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with Doing It Right. Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. And now, this blowout sale of the year will not last, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. My Slippers are designed to wear indoors and out all day long, so they're super comfy. Made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue for your feet. Made also with quality leather suede. These are MyPillow slippers at their best. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use promo code WORD. Now, the offer is not going to last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com. 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello, anyone? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard. 
Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com, surroundpittsburgh.com. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. 76 years ago today, United States Navy midshipman from Plains, Georgia, exchanged marriage vows with a woman he had met and fallen in love with one year earlier. Little did they both know that their marriage would become the longest of any presidential couple in the history of the United States. Wow. The two met in Georgia when Jimmy Carter, at the time a young midshipman, was home from the United States Naval Academy. His younger sister set him up on a blind date with Rosalind, who was a family friend uh, from years ago and already apparently had a crush on the future Georgia governor and United States president. At their 75th anniversary celebration last year, Rosalind Carter recounted how she didn't care for dating young men while growing up and never thought that she would get married. She said, quote, I didn't know how to talk to men. I didn't want to go out with them. She added that she used to urge her mother to tell suitors calling for her on the phone that she wasn't available. <laughs> the Carters were married in 1946. Jimmy Carter resigned from the military career in 1953 after the death of his father. And Jimmy says, you know, we developed a partnership where we were working on the family supply business. And it continued when Jimmy got involved in politics. When I got involved in politics, I knew more on paper uh, about uh, the business, Rosalind said, than Jimmy did, and he would take my advice about things. When asked about the most important thing that he ever did, Jimmy said, the most important thing I've ever done is marry Rosalind. Of course, uh, the Carters are well-known in the community in Plains, Georgia, where they continued, even during the presidency, they continue to preach and do Bible study every Sunday at their church. And they live in the same house. Can you believe that? They live in the same house they lived in. Before he became president. It's like 1,500 square feet. I mean, it's a really small house. I just love him so much. I do, too. Really, Congratulations to both Congratulations, indeed. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been married 76 years. Amy is is got to be like, what? 50. 60, probably. Maybe so, yeah. That's Every, really funny. Do you remember the Carters whenever they were too young, probably? I mean, the brother, Billy. Oh, yeah. I remember Billy. I mean, he was kind the of the peanut, loose cannon right. in the family. Yeah. His mother, uh, Jimmy's car, Jimmy's mother, Lily, and I believe. Okay, yeah. She I was, that you know, the irascible, you know. Right. Kind of, they were a very interesting family. But uh, anyway, he lost the presidency to Ronald Reagan. Yes. 1980, right. one term yeah. president. After disastrous inflation, mm, gas and prices, the and the Iran- Iranian hostage crisis. Right, the Iranian crisis. Yeah. Also, news comes today that uh, James Kahn has passed away at the age of 82. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I, I think of him playing Brian Piccolo in Brian's song. Oh, yeah. I saw that when I was a kid and barely uh, survived uh, because that was so incredibly, incredibly sad. Very but, sad. of course, you always think of The Godfather. Of course. Of Sonny Corleone. Yeah, yeah. Um, your thoughts about James Kahn? Oh, I love him. Is that him. your favorite performance in The Godfather? Yeah, 100%. It's a signature performance. Yeah, yeah it is, yeah. Uh, but you also, I mean... You gotta love him in Elf. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Oh my gosh, I mean, I forgot about that. The ultimate curmudgeon. Wasn't he in, in Misery? Also? Yeah, he was. Yeah, Kathy Bates. Uh huh. Yeah, he did a ton. Of, the Thief was back in the early '80s. I mean, he always generally played the bad guy. Sure. Right. That, look, you do what you're good at. Yeah, but Elf. I mean, that's 
the combination of Will Ferrell and him together, you know, Will Ferrell in the window of the department store, James Conn walking by. I mean, talking about That's long really, suffering. That's really great. Mm-hmm. We'll take a quick break. When we do come back, we're going to talk about uh, that age-old question. If you're having a dinner party, who would you invite? Our guest during the 5 o'clock hour has a great answer. Don't miss that. This is The Ride Home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. In Britain, Boris Johnson has resigned as Conservative Party leader after months of ethics scandals and a party revolt. Correspondent Danica Kirka reports, although it's traditional, many are disgruntled. The Johnson will remain as prime minister until a successor is found. But because, you know, there have been so many attacks on uh, Johnson's credibility, there's been a lot of controversy about the idea that Boris Johnson, this big personality, should remain in office for about two or three months as a caretaker until a new successor is chosen. But normally that that's the way it's done. Johnson involved in many scandals, including Partygate, in which he lied about attending parties during the lockdown period. The Dow ahead 290 points and the NASDAQ up 247. This is SRN News. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code TREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code T-R-E-E. Use code TREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cash back's not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. So my sister and I, that's me, are into Domino's. There's this fancy Domino TV show, and we are destined to be on that show. Uncle Rob. Ryan, though, that's me, has a hand that shakes like a jackhammer. The dude can't get 10 dominoes before his dreams come toppling down. Luckily, there was one positive that came from my domino disaster. I'm about to use it as an analogy in our mortgage commercial. Buying a home right now can be hard. Bidding wars, lack of inventory, rates going up and down. It's easy to have your new home dreams toppled. At United Faith Mortgage, we can't easy fix those hurdles. But we are good at making the mortgage part awesome. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases. And we're an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. Our company uses its own money and there's no middleman, which often allows us to get you a better rate, saving monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. I truly have never worked in a place that I've loved so much. Cara Bell. 
principal at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. The feeling is so warm and open when you walk in. They're very passionate about teaching, passionate about the school, and they love the children. Everybody's willing to step up and help one another. There's just so much love there and compassion for each other, and it's just a nice, warm place to be. Imagine, believe, achieve. Jubilee Christian School, K-7th through grade, now enrolling for the fall at jubileecs.org. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365, find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 62. More clouds than sun tomorrow. Tomorrow's high in 84. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy with a passing shower or two. Low 66. Saturday, clouds giving way to sunshine will reach a high Saturday of 80. Sunday, mostly sunny and less humid. A nice end of the weekend will reach a high Sunday of 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Our relationship with uh, England, our former... Parent. Yes, mother country, is a weird relationship, and even more so when you think about the prime minister. Now, today, the prime minister, who always looks like he needs a comb, has resigned. Mm Mm-hmm. And that, after everybody else resigned around yes, him. Yes, right. I mean, he, he has left after uh, almost three years serving his country. The, the look was always a strange look, right? It was the first thing that always struck it you about seemed, the guy. He seemed surprised all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very British. It's a very British thing. Um, I just think maybe it's a mess. A mess? I guess. I mean, well, look, he's proven to be a mess in the end, right? The way he's uh, <laughs> the way he exited. his tenure. He did. So the Queen who's now celebrating 70 years on the throne this mm-hmm. year, has served, uh, uh, many prime ministers have served her, under her, right. underneath her. Winston Churchill in 1951 for five years. Anthony Eden, Harold Macmillan, Alec Douglas, all these names mean nothing to us. Harold Wilson, Edward Heath, Harold Wilson again. James Callaghan, Margaret Thatcher, Probably a long. Margaret Thatcher was prime minister from 1979 to 1990. Really, it's a good, wow, it's a good stretch. Then John Major, then Tony Blair. Remember Tony Blair? Sure. Gordon Brown, who is uh, I'm like, who's Gordon Brown? Um, sounds like he should be on the Food Network. Gordon Brown here, <laughs> making that, pancakes. Somebody yeah. has a name like that on the Food uh, Network. David Cameron, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. brother of James Cameron. No, I don't think okay. so. Theresa May. Brother, sister of, of James. <laughs> and that's then also not true. Boris Johnson, who's out the door. Um, the weird thing is... Can you believe the same queen was Boris Johnson one, two, three, and Winston Churchill? Fifteen. Fifteen prime ministers. I mean, that's wild, isn't it? Wow. It's wild. But Larry the Cat, <laughs> even though Boris Johnson is gone, Larry the Cat has been serving um, as the... He was brought on... In 2011. Okay. 
So he's 11 years in. Apparently at 10 Downing Street, this is odd, there's somewhat of a rat problem. Mm. And so there's so generally... So he's brought in in an official capacity. He was, as the, a rat catcher. The, they call him the chief mouser, I mm-hmm. guess, is better. Uh, well-versed in interacting with uh, w- uh, world leaders. Apparently he uh, warmed up to uh, President Obama. Uh, he um, uh, took a nap under uh, President Obama's chair. Uh, also famous for uh, taking a nap under President Trump's armored vehicle uh, <laughs> in 2019. Okay. So now that uh, Larry has garnered enough respect, um, Boris Johnson, who is a dog person, said, I do not want Larry with us. But Larry, and Larry said, I don't like you either. Right. Yeah. So um, Larry's going to apparently stick around at 10 Downing Street. Now, it's Larry has his own Twitter page. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to follow Larry the Cat on Twitter, it is an entertaining follow. I will tell you that. I'm sure. Some Larry's British had a, wit. Larry's had a lot to say over the last 24 hours. <laughs> a lot of it not repeatable on family radio. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I think ever since the beginning when Boris said he was not interested mm. in Larry, Larry the Cat... I think Larry kind of let loose in public and said, well, Larry backlash. I have I have some commentary on your politics. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, how about 10 Downing Street? I mean, you see like the majesty. It's such of, a beautiful place. It's so refined. It's really simple and, and elegant. So, exactly. It's per, I just think it's perfect with the shiny black door. And it was just so terrific. But, it's, you know, you think of like, you know, the pomp and majesty of the of the crown it certainly doesn't look like 10 Downing Street is. It looks like almost like a roadhouse. house. it could be like a brownstone in New York that looks very nice on the outside, but inside Majestu. is super nice. Yeah, you got that it right. It could, I mean, I'm, I would imagine. I'm sure that nobody's walking into 10 Downing Street and saying, oh, well, this isn't that great. Yeah, well, I'm sure that that's not the case. And I wonder how many of those fronts, you know, the, uh, of the, the All occupies. Of them. You would think? I think that whole block. Probably so, right? It's not like he, they have neighbors. Right. It's like Benny Hill's living next door. <laughs> Something like they kicked Jeremy Clarkson out several years ago. <laughs> right, I know right. that. Now, yeah. Larry the Cat is famous for, you know, they have guards outside of 10 Downing Street, of official guards, yes. palace guards. And one of their jobs is that when Larry the Cat goes up to the front door and waits to be let in, mm-hmm. they have to let him in. Like of course. They, they have to kind of usher the cat. I mean, it's Larry, you know? <laughs> into, the, into the official. They don't boat. have a cat door, like his own private door, right? right? Is right. that where Boris Johnson lives? No. No. That's just where the official business okay. is done, right? So he, the prime minister doesn't live there? No, he does not. Where does the prime minister live? I don't know. Just someplace, like his own place? Down the block. Somewhere else. But, does he get a place? Uh, yeah, of course he does. But you know, he probably has, you know, quarters there, right? Or she because they, you know, they have both. Yeah, I would imagine there's quarters there, but his, you know, his residence is not 10 Downing Street. The but, seat you know, of the government. president lives at the White House. Yeah. But it's okay. not the same there. No, I believe it's we not. We decided we were going to do things differently. There, you know, because they're Brits, right? <laughs> yeah. They do television better, though, don't you think? They have excellent television. <laughs> they really do have <laughs> they, the best television. We always rip their television off and make it uniquely American, right? We try, but then it's not usually as good. Oh, The Office? The office. Would you rather I, you watch? know what? I think the office is better in America. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't. I don't really care for the British Neither version. Neither do I. And I, you know, Ricky, Ricky Gervais, who I think is very funny. Yeah. But that's <laughs> in a, rough. In a very rough way. That's rough. Yeah. But then you flip it around. I mean, Top Gear. Why are Americans even trying? Mm-mm. I mean, no, that's that's an embarrassment. No, Just is. stop it right now. Certainly it is. Yes. All right, enough of the uh, Larry the Cat, mm-hmm. Boris Johnson, uh, Queen of England segue. Coming up next, we're going to talk about such 
an interesting new book by our friend Alyssa Wilkinson. Lessons on Eating, Drinking, and Living from Revolutionary Women. The title? Salty. Mm-hmm. Let's go to a dinner party. WORD. You may recall a debate in the 1990s about whether the new millennium was going to start in the year 2000 or 2001. And while that discussion is now moot, there are still significant questions about the millennium, Christ's thousand-year reign. Is it a literal kingdom? Are we in it now? Get John MacArthur's biblical answers to those questions on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Your spouse has said your marriage is over, and they're ready to walk out the door. So where does that leave you? Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam. We've helped thousands of couples in this exact situation. We want to share with you the things you can do right now to start turning this crisis around. If you're somebody who's lying in bed sobbing yourself to sleep because your husband has left you or walked out on you or your wife has left you and you think, oh, well, this is it now, it's not it. There is hope. We're going to teach you the three things you need to start doing immediately to get your spouse back. If your marriage is in crisis, you're not going to want to miss this special Save My Marriage event happening on lovestories.com. So sign up today. Visit lovestories.com for the free Save My Marriage mini course happening now on lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. Check out lovestories.com. As you know, Our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. And now this blowout sale of the year will not last, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. My Slippers are designed to wear indoors and out all day long, so they're super comfy. Made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue for your feet. Made also with quality leather suede. These are my pillow slippers at their best. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code word or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use promo code word. Now the offer is not going to last long. So order now with promo code word at mypillow.com. 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code word. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. I don't know about you, but I love a dinner party. Do you not love a dinner party? I mean, I love a dinner party. Fabulous. You, you and I have been to a lot of dinner parties. Yes, we today. have. And you look forward to many things, right? Of course, the food, but then the company is the key. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, you've got hours and hours to sort of meander and wander. Yeah, and but it can be, it can, the, the night can be too long if you have, if you're there with bad guests. Well, that's the art. But if you're there with good guests, 
then it's like it goes by in a flash. Yep. The skill of assembling the dinner party. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. She's a regular guest on our show. And she has a skill at assembling a dinner party. Yes, she does. She's got a brand new book out that we love. It's called Salty, Lessons on Eating, Drinking, and Living from Revolutionary Women. Alyssa is a columnist, a a culture and food religion reporter at Vox.com. She used to write for Christianity Today, but she's with us today to talk about the dinner party. Hey, Alyssa, welcome back. Thanks. It's great to be here. We're so excited about this book, Alyssa. I mean, it's (laughs) super fun. It's super fun. You're a great writer, and you're like the perfect person to kind of introduce me to these women (laughs) who you've invited to this party. Um, And because I think you're interesting, I'm probably going to think they're interesting. Um, so let's talk about the assembling of them. So in the Brooklyn Museum, you write that's not far from where you live. There's a great, uh, well-known piece of art called the dinner party, uh, first on exhibition in 1979. Tell us about it. Yeah, that's a, a, it's a piece called the dinner party. It's by this, um, artist, Judy Chicago, who you may remember from your, from your art history classes way back in the day, but um, she created this kind of long, uh, three long tables put together into like a triangle. And then there's a place setting for each of them. And they're all kind of, you know, it's 1979. So she's kind of thinking about women who've been left out of history. So this was everyone from Emily Dickinson to Mary Wollstonecraft, you know, to Georgia O'Keeffe and Hildegard of Bingen, the the saint. And so the idea is you kind of walk around the table and you see all these names and maybe some of them are familiar to you and others aren't. Um, But aside from the sort of things she was trying to say at history, it's also just a really good way to catch up on like people you should know about. And that's a little bit of the approach that I took to creating Salty and figuring out who who was going to be in it. Fabulous. So, Alyssa, in your introduction to the book, you write, at first when I started thinking about this book, I wanted to write about how to make a great party. But then I realized something. I was more interested in actually throwing a party, introducing people to women I think of as my friends, even though I've never met any of them. And it's fascinating. I mean, each chapter of the book, you do truly, fully introduce us to nine interesting women. Yeah, I mean, the idea was that you would find them interest, as interesting at the end of each chapter as I do. I, I've i talked to a lot of people about the book, of course, in the years that I've been working on it, and nobody has said, oh, I know who all nine of those women are. And in fact, some of them, a lot I of them, I, I got to be well. honest, I think um, perhaps a majority of them I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, my grandmother just messaged me and said, wow, I I never even heard of Ella Baker. But, you know, I was growing up in Boston in the time that she was, um, you know, traveling around talking to people during the civil rights movement. So there's just a lot of really interesting people out there, I think, who we don't hear about because we often hear about the same figures from history over and over again. So I wanted to make sure that you had a sense of who they were. And then sometimes the best way to meet a person is through sharing a meal with them. So I came at it from the perspective of what they have to say to us about food and drink and hospitality and all of those things. Interesting. Okay, so you you talk initially about a woman who uh, I loved reading about, uh, Edna Lewis, who Mm -hmm. uh, a black woman who in Mm -hmm. in many ways sort of introduced uh, New York society 
to Southern food. Now, you know, and you talk about this, you say, you know, at the time, Southern food was, you know, mostly, uh, not to, you know, disparage the Southern lifestyle, but it was poor people food in a way, right? I mean, it was biscuits and gravy or, or chitlins and things like that. And then, so here's Edna Lewis. She comes to New York City and all these, you know, Southern expats, like someone like Truman mm-hmm. Capote goes, oh my goodness, I've discovered home again. Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah, you know, and she was remarkable for many reasons. When she knew Truman Capote and Tennessee Williams and all of these people, she was um, the head chef at a restaurant on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And this is while segregation is still official policy in most of the U.S. And so it was very, very unusual. I shouldn't say even in New York, maybe especially in New York, for a black woman to be head chef in a kitchen, um, you know, and kind of a partner in the business. So, yeah, she was she was doing that. And, you know, it was a lot of prejudice um, against Southerners that was especially evident in the North. Um, This is in the early part of the 20th century. And so for her to bring Southern food in was to introduce something to um, people who hadn't experienced it and also to subtly change the way that they thought about Southern people, especially Black people from the South. Her life is totally fascinating. And the last restaurant that she uh, cooked at in New York is actually just reopened um, somewhat near where I live in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, Gage and Tolner. And it's you know, it's a it's a famous old restaurant, but it's kind of exciting to see her legacy live on. What I love about her is that, you know, she was a foodie before there was a foodie thing. Right. And so, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, and the southern thing now, of course, you know, it's everywhere. It's international. Right. But, you know, there she was in her own small kitchen. She sort of, you know, ignited the spark. Yeah, that's right. You know, and she she then went on to write some cookbooks, um, the most famous of which and one that I would totally recommend to anyone is called A Taste of Country Cooking or The Taste of Country Cooking. I keep making that mistake. Um, and it is the story of her family, but with lots and lots and lots of recipes. And her grandfather was formerly enslaved. And when he w- became a freedman, he and another freed, um, freed slave started a a town in Virginia where she grew up. And so it's full of remembrances of her life there Mm. um, and the community there. And it's just like a really incredible read, but also the recipes are, are totally doable with modern ingredients, which isn't always true of cookbooks from the mid 20th century. Hmm. Alyssa Wilkinson is a film culture and food writer, currently the senior culture reporter at Vox.com assistant professor at the King's college. And she has written such a terrific book. And I love the cover. Mm -hmm. I love the cover. It's called salty (laughs) lessons on eating, drinking and living from revolutionary women. So um, if you're just joining us, Alyssa has created, you know, a make believe dinner party and has invited Mm -hmm. you. If you, choose to read the book to the table along with some famous women including hannah arendt edna lewis maya angelou laurie cohen some of these names are going to sound familiar some probably aren't going to sound familiar um but the idea of it is that food breaks down barriers right that's one of the things i took away uh from it Mm -hmm. and so for any of us who've traveled you know out of our own area but especially if you go overseas one of the ways you really get to know people is to eat with them and to eat what they eat and to eat how they eat um and so talk about that like how you work that out in your imagination and what you think that Mm -hmm. adds to your book 
Yeah, I mean, what it really added, I think, is one particular chapter, um, which is about the writer Elizabeth David, who is a British writer, who is sort of, you know, not unlike Edna Lewis. She's actually kind of responsible for introducing um, Italian and Mediterranean cooking to England. <laughs> Before her time, it was very suspect. and But she had spent a lot of time there um, in, in the Mediterranean. And when she returned to England, she felt kind of desolate. It was, you know, it was right after the war. There was still rationing and austerity and it was just cold and wet and gross. And she was thinking about her time in Italy and in Egypt and in other places in the Mediterranean. And she started writing about the food of these other cultures, which her her own fellow countrymen would have viewed with suspicion because food from Southern Europe was considered to be, you know, the food of like immigrants and poor people, sort of the same, the same thing. And she really dug into it and said, no, like this is this is incredible, an incredible way to eat, you know, these incredible fresh ingredients. Hmm. And now if you're in England, you know, you have no trouble finding like tomatoes and garlic and olive oil, but you absolutely would have at that time. And I think that part of what she just did was sort of extend this hospitality to her readers and to the people who she knew best, which were English people and say like, you know, this, this is worth exploring. It can enrich your life. And learning the way of another culture um, is a way of, you know, kind of being grateful for the rich variety that's out there. So it was, it's a pretty phenomenal story. Interesting. So, Alyssa, you know, you're like a, a lot of, of, of Christians and that, you know, you, you grew up in a home. I'm reading about you. And, you know, uh, food was, you know, not necessarily um, a, a, a foodie thing. It wasn't something, you know, yeah. when, holy smokes, this is, I can't believe I'm eating this. You know, food and right. for, for a lot of like, and even to this day, I mean, friends of mine, you know, they look at food as kind of like a utilitarian thing and they, they just eat it mm-hmm. for sustenance and there's no you know i mean it's 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 a joy but you know you in that household growing up the way you know you you were raised with your parents and not disparaging your parents at all because you know mm-hmm. that's just how it was but you've taken it to a different level your relationship with food yeah that's right i mean you know we didn't have a lot of money when i was growing up and we had some health problems in my family and my parents just were very focused on making sure that we were fed nutritious food and that we weren't eating junk or anything like that. So that was great. But, um, you know, when I, I moved to New York when I was just out of college and one really nice thing about living in the city um, or any city is that I was surrounded by all kinds of cuisines and all kinds of ways to be inventive and imaginative with food. And that doesn't mean expensive or fancy. Mm-hmm. It just means knowing the difference between you know, two really good olive oils and actually tasting the difference and realizing that the place the olives are from changes the the taste of the oil. Like, that's incredible. And I think for Christians in particular, it should be really exciting, right? Because it shows, like, the rich variety of creation and the things that God, for whatever reason, just decided to let the world do, even though he didn't need to at all. So, um, So I found that to be, like, a really fun thing to explore. And then, you know, the older I've gotten, I've been traveling, I just got back from uh, a few months in Europe. And it it's really wonderful to see the rich variety of things and then bring them home and try to incorporate them into my own life. Fabulous. You know, whether it's just having an espresso after lunch or something like that. But, you know, it's, it's a new way of living and thinking. Yeah. And so I would imagine, you know, like my wife's a cook. She's a good cook. Mm-hmm. And so I'm the benefactor of all that. I mean, the, I'm the beneficiary of all that, I should say. Yeah. And that, you know, and, and I'm sure your husband as well, you know, you bring yeah. to the table and he goes, holy smokes, this is fabulous. 
Yeah, he, he definitely enjoys it. I do love to cook, so it's always really great when I can find the time and make something really fun. You know, last summer when we were home for most of the summer, we um, we subscribed to a CSA for oysters that came down from Maine. Oh. So every week we would go pick up oysters, and we learned all kinds of things about seafood. It was, oh. it was really lovely. Um, wow. A good time. Yeah. <laughs> good memories. We're talking about the new book called Salty, Lessons on Eating, Drinking, and Living from Revolutionary Women, author Alyssa Wilkinson. Alyssa, tell us about your trip to Europe. Where did you go? What was it like? What did you eat? Oh, goodness. Um, I started in Cannes um, in the south of France for the film festival. And then um, we went on vacation. We went to Rome and then we went to Venice. Um, Venice has the most incredible tradition there, which some of your listeners may know about, which is eating cicchetti. So around what we would call happy hour, the uh, the cicchetti spots, which are like little snack bars, pop out um little cheap glasses of wine or maybe like a small glass of beer or a spritz. And then also these little, I don't know how to describe them, except there are these slices of bread and different chiquetti stores come up with their own things to put on top. So you might get like fresh caught fish or prosciutto or some ricotta that they made in house. And so you go in and you, you select which slices you want and then you go outside and it felt like the whole town was on the water eating them. And then we went up to France. And then we went to Bruges. Oh, you did? And we did. So we had waffles and chocolate and, you know, (laughs) it was great. And yes, and frites, of course, obviously. We had frites and muffles. And then, um, yeah, and then we came back to Paris for for a week um, before we came home. Oh, my gosh. Alyssa. So when you were leaving and knowing that you were about to do this, did you just say to your husband, okay, we're just going to eat and we'll worry about, you know, the weight gain (laughs) later? Oh, yes, that is exactly what we did. I, we said, you know, people would say, oh, what are you going to do in Venice? And we're like, eat. That's all we're going to do. You know, we spent a lot of time in Paris, so we really like being able to find new places. Um, and we ate, you know, Georgian food, like from the country of oh, Georgia. Yeah. We had all kinds of incredible food. And in Rome, you can get great Jewish food. Mm-hmm. So we really had a, you know, we had a, a feast and we were like, we'll just, we'll worry about it when we get back. And indeed, he uh, he he started swimming again now that we got back. And Fabulous. I have started running again and you know feasting is is a part of life as much as anything else excellent okay so now that you know you've written this book and and, you know this is the life you're living when you go visit your parents um you know and and they're still eating the way that they're eating do they look at you and they think oh my goodness i've raised a mormon i have no idea who you are (laughs) no i uh i love to cook for my family i actually on several occasions have um offered to cook Christmas Eve dinner, um, which is like sort of a tradition in my family to go out. And a couple times I've said, let me cook. And everyone's always a little skeptical and then they seem to enjoy it <laughs> afterwards. So I would say my grandfather's the pickiest eater in the family. And even he has kind of come around on uh, on trying new things. Yeah, so, good job. You know, we do what we can. <laughs> that is wonderful. Well, speaking of wonderful, this book really is Salty, Lessons on Eating, Drinking and Living from Revolutionary Women. Alyssa Wilkinson, thanks for being with us. This is really terrific thank you thank you so much yeah it's our great pleasure listen uh follow Alyssa on uh, social media she's on twitter often she's a great follow and uh, vox.com and go to venice and rum paris and eat well and do that with good people
around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing It Right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction. Doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing It Right will ensure all work is installed to the industry's highest standards, then back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with Doing It Right. Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Pittsburgh CLO presents Godspell, the beloved musical from the composer of Wicked, Stephen Schwartz. This new production, created just for Pittsburgh, is filled with beloved hits. Bless the Lord, we beseech thee, beautiful city, and day by day. Prepare ye for Godspell, a show overflowing with kindness, tolerance, and love. One week only, July 12th through the 17th at the Benedum Center. For tickets, visit PittsburghCLO.org. It's Trinity Jewelers' 6th Annual Half-Off, Half-The-Store Sale. It only happens once a year. Come to Trinity Jewelers now through Tuesday, July 12th, and get half-off, half-the-store. 50% of all their jewelry will be going for 50% off. Select items up to 70% off, so shop early for the best selection. Trinity Jewelers' Half-Off, Half-The-Store Sale at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Celebrating 22 years at their schoolhouse location. Ends July 12th. Visit TrinityJewelers.com. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello, anyone? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard. Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Choose fresh, local Pennsylvania milk. It's naturally packed with nine essential nutrients, just what you need to power through the day and fuel your body and mind. Milk also builds stronger communities, providing jobs and pumping billions of dollars into Pennsylvania's economy every year. And it all starts with you. Choose PA Dairy, goodness that matters to your family and our communities. Look for labels with PA Preferred or Code 42. Find stores at ChoosePADairy.com. Paid for by the Center for Dairy Excellence. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 62. More clouds than sun tomorrow. Tomorrow's high in 84. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy with a passing shower or two. Low 66. Saturday, clouds giving way to sunshine will reach a high Saturday of 80. Sunday, mostly sunny and less humid. A nice end of the weekend will reach a high Sunday of 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Ice. <laughs> you mean like ice in a drink? Yes. I don't mean ice outside in the winter. Oh, yeah. I don't mean like the ice that, you know, the ice in a 
in an ice box, you know, from, you know, keeping food cold. Mm -hmm. I mean, the ice that's in your beverage. One million percent, like times a thousand. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't have enough ice in my life. Wait, no, Mm -hmm. Gary, our producer's thumbs down. I know. What the heck's all That's why I brought it up. I love ice. I'd rather have you know, and then you you have like a you know, like a nice cup, like a like a Yeti. Yep. And then you put that with ice. Right. Like. And then it lasts like for hours. Shaking and then you my ice. Fresh it. Oh, ice is fabulous. What does it make sense to you? I'm. I don't think I've ever been more gratified in our relationship than I am right now. Thank you. I. Ice is such yeah. an essential element 100%. in just the 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 enjoyment of beverage Time on the earth. I agree. And Gary. I don't understand his perspective. It no. dilutes everything. It, it's if it's not Drink it fast. as cold as it can be. I agree. It's not as good as it can be. Give me oh, that. pretend like you've been to Europe, okay? <laughs> I have. Really, so, they don't drink. No, it. they, they don't. don't. And let me tell you, we were just talking about Europe in the last segment. Everything's lukewarm. Horrible. What is the that worst. about? The worst. Listen, Isn't it, wasn't well, it like the great disappointment? Oh, I'm in Europe. Oh, Listen, can I have a Coke I, with ice? When I got no. on the plane, I knew before I was going what I was getting in for. But when I got on the plane to leave Germany, I said to the stewardess. Give me some ice. I would like a Coke and I'd like two glasses of ice. Yeah, you got that Load right. me up because that makes sense, John. Yep, that makes perfect sense. I agree. Okay, does this make sense? Spell check. Now, I got to be honest. I'm using spell check for the first time decades ago. I was a little offended by it. Like, what? I don't know how to spell? What's the problem? Mm. And then you come across those words and you go, oh, I could use a little assist here. Right. How do, I, how do you spell conscience? Yeah. I believe that spell check is one of the greatest inventions in the history of humanity. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. You're, you're... It has saved me untold embarrassment. It makes wow. perfect sense to okay. me. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with you on that, but reservedly. Reservedly? Reservedly. Because you're like, you know... A hardy speller. I am a hardy speller, and I like to exercise my brain in that way. Sure, yeah, I agree. I feel like I've gotten a crutch without asking for one. That's exactly it. But so, are you surprised? Oftentimes, yes. when you go, Oh, I had. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, exactly. Right. It was when when I went to spell conscience the uh-huh. other day, and uh, I thought, Oh, I forgot. It is conscience. It's humbling. It is, is it not? humbling. Yes. So I, I do believe it does make sense. So have yourself a nice cold icy beverage and misspell something and put it in your phone. It'll fix it. 101.5 WORD. Join us this Monday through Friday as Chuck Swindoll recounts the remarkable life of David. There's something freeing about grace. It takes away all of the demands and it puts all of the response on God's shoulders as he comes to us and says, You're mine. I'll take you just like you are, crutches and all. Join us this week as we hear the Bible teaching of Chuck Swindoll on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. Dad, why do your toenails look like that? Hey, it's James. And if you're like me and suffer from toenail fungus, please pay close attention. Let's face it, toe fungus is embarrassing. I was afraid to take my socks off and hid my ugly toes from everybody. But nail fungus isn't just a cosmetic problem. It can also be dangerous. Even a small spot can spread and get worse. But no matter what I tried, it seemed like my fungus would never go away. Then I discovered Crystal Flush, the new and different FDA-registered at-home treatment. This unique two-step system flushes out fungus at its source and reverses damaged nails. Finally, me and thousands of others are free from fungus, and you can be too. 
Call now, and for a limited time, you can try Crystal Flush risk-free for 30 days. Call 800-354-1862. That's 800-354-1862. Eliminate your toe fungus once and for all, guaranteed. Call now, 800-354-1862, or visit crystalflush.com. If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest-rated precious metals firm in the country. They are so passionate about teaching people how to own physical gold and silver, they've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Kath, I know that you uh, you like yourself a good thrift store. I sure do. Mm-hmm. And you know all I those. I have a bobblehead in my office that my mom gave me. Oh, you know what? I went to the park in the, the other night. And you didn't get your Mazeroski bobblehead. Nope. Why? Mm-hmm. Because apparently they had given them all away by the time we went through. And we were there well before the game okay, started. If it's, a, if it's a bobblehead giveaway night, they should have one for every seat. In you know the place. what? I was glad that I didn't get one. Because you know why? I gotta drag that box around, and then I gotta find a place for it. Oh my God. No, I was glad I didn't you, get it. Like, although I did see Billy Mass. me a river. No, I didn't really want one. That's he fine. looks great, doesn't he? He does look great. He looks great. Yeah. That I cannot believe how long ago that was, and that he. I mean, <laughs> that's a long, long. That's a long time wow. ago. Was that sixty one or sixty nine? Sixty. Sixty. Nineteen sixty. That's a long time ago. Uh, okay, so I have a bobblehead in my office that says "Goddess of Garage Sales." My mom got it for me. That's funny. Because I can't tell you how many garage sales I dragged yes, my mother to over the years. I mean, a garage sale is one thing. A thrift a store. thrift store. Right. But, because they, yes. they should curate, right? Yes, the thrift store should have things either by size or by mm-hmm. color, or they need to put some effort into organizing them. Right, yes. The selection. So do you have like, you know, something that you go... I've got this item of clothing at a thrift store, and I love this. I See, we did not plan this ahead of time. No. I, we did not know we were talking about this before we went to air. The jean jacket I'm wearing That's is one it? of my favorites. Really? It's one of my favorites. It has – I've put a pickle pin mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, of course. It's soft. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly soft. Mm-hmm. It's been washed a hundred times. It's so great. It's, it looks that, great. it's not long sleeved. Nope. It's short sleeved. You know what I mean. So yeah. it can you can wear it in the. It's the greatest. Mm-hmm. And I got it at the thrift store. Mm-hmm. One of those finds. Yep. Right. And you think when you see that, like I'm I'm going to have that forever. Yeah. Right. Also, my pink fluffy bathrobe. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Which is, um, not to give too much away, but it is pink and fluffy, ridiculous looking, and it has big white polka dots. <laughs> okay. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, That's mine. that looks like that could go around a polar bear, and I want it. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Um, myself, I- I've got a winter coat. That's a corduroy jacket. Yeah. That goes down to my knees. And it has a, a very heavy duty zipper and it has the snaps, the buttons. So it's two. And the best thing about it is, is a very, very high collar, which I so love a high collar. In oh, man. Keep that neck, right? I got that at a thrift store. It cost me like three bucks. Isn't that amazing? I'm sure I've had that thing for 20 years, easily 20 years. I mean, every time I go out and, and shovel the walks, that's like Is my, that right? That's my what you wear. Coat. That's what you wear. It's my work is it coat. like an L.L. Bean? Uh, I don't know what it is. Okay. Because um, you know, like a barn coat yeah, like that? Yeah, it's a barn coat. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're talking it's, about, right? It's, cor- it's beige corduroy. Huh. And inside, it's got that quilted thing. I'll have to look at the, you know, I, I, I haven't paid attention to it. And, and yeah, I just love it so much. So I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a piece, uh, an article about the golden age of thrifting is over. You forwarded this to me. Yeah. I didn't even want to read it because I was so upset with the headline. Well, it makes sense. It because does make I, sense. I read it, and essentially they're saying this, that the the rise of cheap clothing. Cheap everything. Everything imported. Everything made in China. Right. Like So, you know, uh, I'm not to throw them under the bus, but like cheap clothing, like Old Navy. Right. That the thrift stores have lost... Those things that, you know, like my corduroy jacket. That are really going, that are really nice quality that can last. How about sometimes you stumble across like a cashmere sweater right. or something like that and you go, right. I can't believe this is cashmere, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay five bucks for this thing. Well, now the golden age of thrifting, that era that, you know, you know that people have an eye for like, you know, the finer things. You go, that's gone and it's taken over by junky old t-shirts and right. bad jeans. Right. And not to be snobby. That I know, but the junky old t shirt also probably has a couple holes in it and not holes that are artistically placed, but just because it's crappy fabric and it's just not as much. Okay. So when I read this article, what I started to think about is how similar the situation is with furniture. Oh. So I, up until this past year, I never bought, I'd never bought a piece of new furniture. Mm-hmm. Everything, every piece of furniture in my house, other than the mattresses. Um, were thrift thrift store right either garage sale yard sale Craig's Craigslist mm-hmm. Craigslist you know Facebook Marketplace Regent Square yard sale whatever it is um, because you can get much much better furniture used yeah in this era than you can buy new furniture sure. a lot of new furniture is really garbagey um, and so I was really committed to that but this is what I'm finding is it's harder to find good furniture now. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people who have some of the older furniture that is really good, they haven't preserved and has gone into the garbage heap. Mm-hmm. And so in used furniture stores, you're seeing stuff that was made in like the 80s, which was crap. Mm-hmm. So that's certainly not going to stand the test of time. Right. So used furniture stores are entering the same, same with the same, same issue. Yeah. Right. I'm an ace to shop as you as you, you, you all know at Thriftique. And, uh, and <laughs> in thrift, Lawrenceville. In, in Lawrenceville. And Thriftique is run by the Jewish Women's Council. And they do a good job. Well, because you had all this old furniture, like from the 50s yes, and the 60s. I know. You know, old Jewish families, yep. and you kind of go, Beautiful look stuff. at this stuff, man. And they curated, is Thriftique still open? 
Yes, it is. Okay. They curate the clothing in there mm-hmm. very nicely. Yeah. You pay a little more. Which is fine. But I think it's worth it. I agree. Because going into a thrift store where it's all a cacophony of disorganization, I can't do that. I hate that. Well, I mean, you know, for, how many, but for years, like, you know, I, and I still love it to go like out to uh, Red, White, and Blue on 51. Oh, I've been in there many, many times. I mean, you know, and that's kind of like. Or the one like, on 65. Right. And, you know, that's kind of like uh, hit or miss, right? Sometimes you go in there and you're glad you went in. Other times you go. I'm wasting my time. What yeah, am I doing? This is right? a mess. Yeah. Uh, often, <laughs> oftentimes, like I'll be in my living room and I'll go, what would this look like in a thrift store? That's right. <laughs> like my stuff. Right. Would anybody buy this? Like, you know, I'm dead. And then there's like, right. the, you know, the estate sale goes to the thrift store and you go, yeah, as John Hall says, here's a, you know, this is popcorn stain from the, the couch. Someone's going to say, I think I can get that out. <laughs> when I was moving uh, stuff out before our renovations uh, about a year ago, I had, you know, the throw out pile, mm. the giveaway pile and the keep pile. Yeah. And in the giveaway pile, you know, it would build up and build up and build up. And then I'd look at it and, you know, go to put it in boxes so I could take it to Ambit's. And oftentimes I would say to myself, now, see, there's nobody that's going to want that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, I just have right, to right. put that in the throwaway pile. Yeah. Because I probably bought it used. And now I'm going, I mean, how? Used can, down the road. It can yeah. only go through so many. Okay, things. so I wonder, now, do you... And I don't want you to spill secrets here. I've already told you about the pink robe. Yeah. No, no. I'm talking about like your preferred thrift store. Oh, yes. Right. Because like all of a sudden, because, you know, everybody had kind of has like, you know, it's not a secret, but you kind of go, this is my place. Yeah. And I want to go there and hopefully it doesn't yes. change too much. Well, are you talking furniture or clothing? Uh, give me an example of okay. both. So if we're talking, I don't buy as much clothing thrifting wise. So if I were going to do that, I'd probably go to the Goodwill on Mc. Oh, I'd like I like Thriftique. That's where I would go on uh, Butler Street in Lawrenceville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'd be where I've had experiences but there. But I'd go. I think that's where I would go. Um, but for furniture, um, I really like uh, the Wexford Antique Mar. Now, see, when you say antique, all of a sudden the it's prices just, go up ninety no, percent. No, it's not. It's not snooty. It's nothing like that. It's in like Wexford. That. It's not. It's not. It's not snooty. Mm-mm. I'm not saying snooty, but I'm saying you know high priced. Nope, it's not high priced what? either. Wexford a, Antique Mall. Yeah, it's a. It's like a big old house right off of Route 19 at the where it hits 910, and it's a great place. It's a great hmm. place, and it's probably a collective of I don't know. Ten different. Oh, it's individuals. Sellers. I see. Yeah, Ten yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, um, I also like Kensington Antiques, which is on Babcock Boulevard in the North Hills, mm-hmm. run by two guys. I like a lot. Also, a collective of probably eight different people. But again, antiques in the there. title, you no, kind of go, "Oh, big don't cash." Worry. Nope, don't worry about it. Nothing fancy. Really? Um, I also like a salvaged, which is up in Mars, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really great place for if you're interested in barnwood. Or you're interested in doors or oh, tables. Oh, like Construction Junction. I bought, yeah, yep, Construction Junction yeah. also. Uh, mantles, that sort of thing mm-hmm. from Salvaged. And the people, Jill at uh, Salvaged and Mars is really, really terrific. Those are my favorite. Oh, also McDonough's Antiques, uh, which is on Butler Street in Lawrenceville. Goodness. He's been there for a long, long time. And I got a really great cast iron skillet last oh, time really? I walked in that door. Well, I just kind of like it because, you know, like to spend like a Saturday morning or a Saturday afternoon and, you you know, you go through a couple of those. It's the, like the thrill of the hunt is the most exciting You don't know thing. what you're going to find. Right. 
However, to be honest, and not to you know be a Debbie Downer here, but I've reached an age where you kind of go, I'm not going to bring anything else into this house. Because you don't want to have to move it out again. Everything, I understand that. I'm just done. Yeah. How much but, more stuff do I need? Right. I'm done. Okay, but don't turn into that person where like you see something beautiful and you're like, oh, I'm too old. I can't enjoy it. I mean, get over yourself. <laughs> I'm not saying that. You better not I'm not. Be. I'm just saying. That's going to happen. You know what I mean? Off. You got a ton of stuff and you got, I need to like, you know, uh, whatever. Just you know what? Stuff. You should do the process I did last year and go through mm, everything. That's a good idea. It, it, you, you, nobody wants to do it. But I bet we we're estimating we got rid of half of the stuff we owned. Oh, I like that. You're cleansing, huh? Very good. Yeah. So All something right. to think about. Anyway, another thing to think about yeah. is John and I are hosting. Hosting. We're kind of like Julie McCoy and Captain Steubing. Uh the Gateway Clipper Cruise for Word FM, August twelfth. No, no, sixteenth. Oh. Look at how I wrote down the wrong Yeah. Thank 16th. you. August 16th. Mm-hmm. I wrote down 12th, but you should not come that night. No, no. You should come on the 16th because that's apparently when I'll be there with it John. <laughs> you can get your tickets right now at wordfm.com. Here's the thing. We did this last year, sold out the boat. Loved it. Had a terrific time, but we thought if we sold it out that fast, we should get a bigger boat this year, mm-hmm. which is what we've done. Yeah. Uh, we're going to hang out. Listen, uh, we had a great night. The food was delicious. Was off the charts. John we went had, back to the buffet an embarrassing number of times. A couple of times there. Just, you know, the food was excellent and the company was wonderful. The scenery was, you just knock your socks off. You're floating on the river as evening is upon you. So the light is, you know, that golden hue. What it Very were nice. that on the August uh, 16th, that we're all out there on a beautiful summer evening together and just enjoying ourselves. Wonderful conversation. We met a lot of different people. So won't you join us? Wordfm.com is the place to go. Get your tickets now. Uh, I, I guarantee you, you'll be wishing you were on August 16th with us. So don't let this moment go by. Make it like one of those you know, summer things on your bucket list. Join us for the Word FM cruise August 16th. Go to wordfm.com. You'll click mm-hmm. on uh, the... Uh little ship, you know, maritime thing you see on the front. And then you're going to see a picture of John and I at last year's event. Very nice. You were wearing a um, an exuberant shirt. I was. Mm-hmm. And you were wearing your pink bathrobe <laughs> with polka dots. <laughs> no, that only comes out in December when it's really cold. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, anyway, we'll That's away. Tuesday night, August 16th. Excellent. Look get, forward to it. Get your tickets now. Wordfm.com. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. As you know, 
Our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. And now, this blowout sale of the year will not last, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. My Slippers are designed to wear indoors and out all day long, so they're super comfy. Made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue for your feet. Made also with quality leather suede. These are my pillow slippers at their best. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code word or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use promo code word. Now the offer is not going to last long. So order now with promo code word at mypillow.com. 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code word. The Mechanical Services Company. You can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365. Find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. Need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. And right now, save 45% off any order. Just use code RADIO at checkout. Blindster.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. The surprising case for marrying young. Uh, uh, this is really interesting to me because we know uh, any number of young men and women, 20, 24, 25 or so, 20, who got married young, right? Yes. Married young. And I'm going to go to a wedding next week. Uh, someone 22 getting married. We went to one last year. They were 21. They got married. So... Um, I think the general thing in America is, especially you know now, is that your twenties are for fun. Yes, or right? for getting established in your career. Right, right. You're going to go to school. Maybe you you know get your bachelor's, your master's, or you know you're going to you know blow off some steam. And and then when you get into your thirties, well, that's a time to get things serious. And then you know, maybe then you can think about getting married. Right. Well, they're saying in this piece that I'm reading from uh, Family Studies that. Uh, your 20s, those who marry in their 20s are much more likely to have happier marriages than those who get married later in life. Really? Mm-hmm. So the earlier you get married, the better, the happier you are? Prime time, 22 to 26. Uh-huh. Huh. What do you think? Is that because you're not established in your ways yet? Because you're not established in your ways and because the two of you cleave together yeah. and w- navigate through those difficult yeah. 20s together, it strengthens the marriage bonds. Right. And um, I had a friend who um, we whole, bu- whole group of us traveled to Europe a couple years ago, and he was talking about getting married. I think they were 20 when they got married. And he said, we grew up together, mm-hmm. which I think he said that was really, that well, was really, really good for them. A lot to be said for yeah. that. Right, right. Interesting. All right. Um, 
Oh, Pittsburgh Praise? Yeah, Pittsburgh Praise coming up on Sunday. Uh, we're going to be at Heinz Field for the beginning of the event, which is at 2 p.m., but doors open at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to park, um, lots are going to open at 11. Just be there. This is an event for everybody. You can bring your parents, your kids, probably not your pets, and definitely not your bags because of the new bag policy right. in the NFL. So please be careful about that. But it's great music. It's going to be terrific music. It's going to be a wonderful prayer and praise event. People all over the Pittsburgh area, people coming from all different cities, um, all different denominations, all different perspectives. Come join us. It's going to be a really terrific day. Do not miss it. John and I will be there. Um, we are uh, part of the program, and we're happy to do it, honored, in fact, to do it. And we sure hope that you'll be at Heinz Field also. We really do, yeah. So just show up. Like we said, there's no cost involved. You're going to walk in the gates of Heinz Field and uh, promises to be a couple of hours of wonderful praise and worship. Yep. If you're a prayer. Pittsburgh Praise. That's Pittsburgh, the whole word spelled out, praise. Com. Nice. All the details are there. Hey, thanks for being with us. We don't take your um, your time here for granted. We are always grateful that you choose to be with us to praise God, to know God in a deeper way. So thanks for coming along. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.